got another episode of Jerry and Eric Talk today. Uh, I'm joined by Ari as we discuss some Overlooked Choices books. We talk about how we felt about each of the books and what we would change if we had the chance. It was a great discussion and I'm uh, all really excited for you all to hear it, so let's jump right in. Hello, Ari. Hello, Ari. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. So you're on your laptop today, so you're not uh, you won't be disconnected on me multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> I have a um, I can just put my mouse in a certain spot and it keeps it open. So okay. I'm hoping that that'll work better. I'm not sure if it would actually close it if your screen times out on a computer. I, I haven't done it with a computer. I only use my laptop to edit after. I use my phone to actually record. I'd say let's test it, but I would rather not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe another day. Maybe when I do it with Jerry, I'll test it. <laughs> so how, how's life? Anything new going on? Not much right now. Um, just vibing as as I do. <laughs> Any? Are you watching anything new lately, or reading, or listening to anything? Um, I finally watched uh, the Muppet uh, Haunted Mansion special, which I enjoyed a lot. It's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. It's super dumb, but like it's very <laughs> much the Muppets, which like I grew up watching the Muppets, so like I love it. Yeah, the Muppet Family Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas specials, and it's so hard to find a because it's owned by multiple companies yeah. so disney doesn't own the full rights even though they own the muppets because sesame street's involved in it too and it's so hard to find i, I always have to find i always i use cody to to watch it every year and every year it's harder to get a, a stream that works i say i remember getting it from my library when i was a kid i had it on vhs and then the vhs broke oh no because <laughs> probably because i watched it too many times but it, it started getting all staticky, and then the tape came out and wouldn't go back in. And thankfully, we moved away from VHS as as technology. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely love that that Christmas special. So I will event I will watch it before the end of October. Uh, but I've been watching. I watched Midnight Mass, which I loved on Netflix. I've heard so much about it. I am terrified to watch it. That's so good. Uh, it's made by the same people that made the the haunting of Bly Manor and the other one. And I watched uh, Squid Game, which was also awesome. See, my problem with TV shows is I'm definitely someone who like I need to be doing two things at once. And I know Squid Games is another one of those shows that you have to be paying attention. Yeah, and... I wasn't able to. I usually like I'm usually on Twitter or playing choices or love struck on my phone while watching stuff and uh but squid game i just put my phone down and watched it same with midnight mass i'm not good at that and then i've been watching old criminal minds now that it's on disney plus a good show that is a very good show that was molly and maya's uh, quarantine show nice. i I'd, I'd already seen it and she'd started watching it and so we ended up just watching it in our living room for a while. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed rewatching it. And I heard the new Adele song today. 
I haven't heard it yet. I saw it last night. I was driving home, and I just like usually will just put on like a like a hits playlist sometimes if I don't yeah. like if I don't want to listen to a podcast. And so I saw an Adele song, and I was like, huh. I wonder when I missed this. Then I got home and everybody was freaking out about it. I was like, oh, it literally just came out. Yeah, she released it last night. It's good. It's not her best song. But I did I did like it. I just always think um, when I got my wisdom teeth out, they had music playing and I was very out of it um, when I came like when I came out of it. Um, and my mom was telling me, she's like, yeah, you heard uh, Hello by Adele and just lost it. <laughs> and so now every time I hear it, my mom's just like, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm I don't okay. remember. I don't remember losing it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my main thing I always think of with Adele is I always think of that memory of like, my mom just being like, you, you lost it when you heard Adele. I was like, it's a sad song. It is a sad song. Her music can hit. Right in the feels. She's good at that. Like someone like you used to hit me hard. That's a good, that's a good one too. Which is weird since I've been in a happy relationship for for sixteen years now. I um when Olivia Rodrigo came out with her album, I saw TikTok. It was I think one of my favorite TikToks I've seen was somebody who like put out a dating app that they wanted to be in a relationship for 24 hours so it would hit them super hard when they listened to the album <laughs> and then they like put it out like they put out this video of like them in this like fake relationship with this person and everybody's like no but you need to go back and date this person because like it was like super sweet like he like he was like taking her on these really cute dates like they were like having a great time I was like how do people do this <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't I don't understand TikTok it's just understand the appeal of short videos and then i'm like some of it's so stupid it's <laughs> like thing why is, is this viral you have to let it like um what should i call it you have to let it learn you which is like the a scary thing to say but like <laughs> once it gets you on the <laughs> you right algorithm let, you have to let the machine know who you are <laughs> I, it, you do though because then like you get on the right sides of tiktok and it's like when you first start you just get the dancing videos like that's boring but then you start to get like really dumb stuff and like you get into the side so like for me like i know i'm on um lgbt tiktok i'm on like cosplay tiktok i'm on marvel tiktok so like a lot of the stuff like i remember opening tiktok every time it was especially one division when it came out and it was just theories and like um like people talking about the episode and pointing out things and it made it so much more fun to watch yeah maybe i'll have to give it a, a try it again and let the machine know who i am <laughs> yeah but yeah i was just getting stupid dance videos like i don't want any of this and then just yeah. deleted the app. Yeah, you definitely have to let it learn you. Um, and then once it learns, like, what you like, which is, like, it's so scary to say. But, like, it, at this point, it's just, I know TikTok knows me better than I think some of my fans, like, <laughs> friends know me. Yeah. My wife used to watch Vine back in the day. I love Vine. I miss Vine. I still quote Vines daily. Yeah, I missed the whole Vine thing. At near the end, I started watching some of it with my wife. Like, if she was watching it, I'd, like, lean over her shoulder. But then it was dead, like, a month later. 
they said Eric's starting to join in. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, we, it. we we got the old guys. Time to cut cut the cord. <laughs> so let's get to what we're actually uh, getting together to talk about. Uh, so five choices buffs that we both felt just don't get the love or hate. They're just there. Um, so the the first one that we agreed to talk about, Passport to Romance. So what's your relationship with that book? Um, it's very much a book that like I forget exists a lot of the time. <laughs> like me too. Like when I when I did my rankings and when I was going through books to like five books to choose to talk about for this, and I was just like, oh, Passport to Romance is like the perfect choice. It's like it's just... middle of the road in my rankings and. Whenever somebody asks, you know, what's your favorite or least favorite books, I, it never pops to mind to like name it as either. It's just, yeah, it's like very much the definition of like it's there. Yeah. Like I replay it, I'm like, why am I replaying this? The, uh, I genuinely don't know. I've never replayed. I played it the one time I played it, and then I haven't replayed it since. I played both female love interests, so I played it twice. I didn't even do that. I think I, I romance. Is his name Elliot? I think his name is Elliot. Elliot's the Elliot's the like the main love interest that they push. Yeah, I think I romanced him because I was like, okay. Um, and then Ahmed, I think, is the other one. I I like yeah, I took the some of his player. scenes. Yeah, I took some of his scenes, but I definitely like did not like feel a connection to one of them more than the other. Yeah, it's there's there's no stakes to it at all like such low stakes to the book and forgettable stakes like the the main conflict is dealing with elliot and his brother which has nothing to do with the mc yeah and it's like even like like the, the times that you're not dealing with that it's like there's nothing like that interesting happening yeah so like, like there's nothing to, like, be, like your editor pushes you a few times to like attend things but that's stuff you should be doing anyways because you're being paid it's your job yeah Sometimes Joyce's is like, you you don't want to do this. And I'm like, but but that's their job. Like they need to do it. Yeah. If you like, don't want to do it, then go go independent. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not that hard. Like, yes, it's hard, but you have an audience now. You can easily start your own channel and keep that audience if you're having similar content. As we've seen with like BuzzFeed and everything. Because now Yeah, everybody... like everybody that leaves Try Guys left BuzzFeed. It's not like their audience disappeared. In fact, I think their audience just grew. Yeah, because they were able to do more than what BuzzFeed allowed. Yeah. Like, like you, you get a big enough audience, they're going to follow you. Yeah, and especially if you don't like like how somebody's treating you who's your boss. Like, I, I know that comes from a point of privilege to be able to say, like, just quit. But, like, like anything that's, like, social media-based, like, is going to be based on your audience. And there's ways to get around having to use old form media yeah like try guys people weren't following the try guys because they were buzzfeed they were following buzzfeed because they had to try guys yeah i remember i used to be subscribed to buzzfeed and then as soon as the try guys left i was like all right i'm done yeah well the i mean i still they have worth it and unsolved that i still watch but i think unsolved's ending and i think they're going their own way with their own stuff and i'll follow them I'm, and then you know once those two now i think worth it's done now as well yeah they both have their own cha channels because I remember um, the guy who does Worth It. I don't remember his name. 
um, no, Stephen. Stephen. Um, he has his own channel too. Um, I think with the guys who do Unsolved. And, yes, um, they, they started a production company with the two guys. Yeah, because I was watching Ryan a video of they were doing like Food of Your Dreams or something, and he was making like uh, like hundreds of dollars boba tea, and I was like, this is very much up my alley. Yeah, they're making it for Simu Lee. But they, I mean, you can, yes, you have a contract to fill, but you know, work out that contract and then just leave and start your own, start your own channel. Yeah. Because by the end, if I mean, definitely if you take the diamond scenes, which I didn't take all of them, obviously, because I don't really care for the book overall, but other than like the love interest stuff, some of the love interest stuff I took, but I mean, you, you finish the book with a good amount of fans, regardless of whether you take the, the premium scenes or not. Yeah. And so what would you, what would you do storyline wise to make it a better book or a more interesting book? I think like focus more on the cultures of the love interests. Um, one of the big complaints I remember seeing when I first started like looking into like what book I was going to play and I was looking into Passport to Romance was a lot of people were complaining about Ahmed's like connection to religion um, because it felt like, and I know for me as well, like when every time it was only mentioned that he was Muslim only when it, they were around alcohol and he was just like, oh, I don't drink. And it's like, okay, but like, I would love to like learn more about his culture, learn more about like what it's like to be someone who's islamic and plays a sport because they're um like for ramadan they do have to fast and like what does that look like for him and like um they just were like they did not do any exploration it just felt like very much like somebody did a quick google search of what does it look like um for someone who like what are some of the rules of being islamic they looked it up and said perfect we're taking like two or three of them and that's it and it, it was just like frustrating for that yeah outside of elliot the other three love interests who they are is really superficial they don't go into any of their backgrounds elliot gets so much background with his you know his family and one not wanting to be in the business because he lost his parents you get all that with elliot and you don't get it with the other three love interests i wish that they like did kind of what they did with elliot for the book which it could have also been like probably what they were planning to do because it feels like they were trying to write a book too and then they never did um but it like going to everybody's homes like I think it would have been really interesting to not be so Eurocentric in the book and like to actually go to like other places and like to see like what does it look like for Sumiri's home or like um Ahmed's home like what it like what do their homes look like what do their families look like I think would have been so much more interesting yeah and I think they might have been able to explore that in a book too if it was popular at all yeah uh, no, I definitely agree. They, one of the things I had to make it better was more in-depth history into into the uh, into the love interests. Um, especially if you're taking their premium scenes, it's not hard to write that stuff into premium scenes. You, they've done it with Royal Romance. You get backstory that you get the, the backstory with Drake in the in the premium scenes, or the backstory with Hannah in the premium scenes. With the premium scenes with with this book, they're just really superficial. You're just hooking up with them, and that's it. Yeah. And like sometimes like you're doing something to help your job and then there's like, all right, flirt twice, kiss them once and you're done. Yeah, like you get you get minor conflict with the other ones, like uh Marissa, you have to break help her break up with her boyfriend, which you're gonna do whether you romance her or not. Yeah. And then with Ahmed, it's like you said, like they could have went into the religion. Instead it was all around him missing soccer games and 
maybe getting kicked off the team. And it's just, it's like, it was just like one of those things where it's like, why would they join? Like, I don't get why anybody would just join a random like blogger on their trip. Like, if you have a job, you have an obligation. Like the same way, like we were talking the other way. Like, you have an obligation. Like, if Ahmed doesn't want to be on the like the team, like, fantastic, don't be on the team. But like, he seems like he really likes it. So why is he like going to basically like helping yeah. this other person with their job? Ahmed's the only one I don't understand his his reason for joining them. Sumari and Marissa, they're traveling anyway, so whatever, I'll just join up with you and maybe this turns into something for me. Uh, Elliot is, he's just running away from his life. So I understand, I, I can understand his motivation of joining up because he's just trying to get away from everything that's wrong in his life. Just trying to forget losing his parents rather than dealing with it. So joining up with, with the main character and traveling just makes sense because he's using it to get away ahmed makes no sense he has a he has a soccer career he's a professional soccer player he's not gonna have time to to travel with these people and it seems to be a career that he like enjoys because he talks about how much he loves it exactly if he's if he wants to do it maybe in the off season but during the season he's not gonna have time to travel he's practicing and traveling with the team yeah it makes absolutely no sense yeah, like falling for somebody quickly that you just met in a bar and almost giving up your professional career makes no sense. Yeah, so... I also think with this book, because um, I think one of the things PD has been starting to lean into is they've been trying to make a lot more books like have kind of serious topics. I think like kind of starting to touch on those. I think this would have been a really interesting book to do it with. Like if they had put the effort and like the research into it, I think having a book that takes place on an international level that is basically dealing with just kind of like normal people. Like I think like that to me could have been so interesting. Yeah. Like have them, you know, stumble across like an an international conflict by accident or accidentally cause an international scandal that touches on something that's actually going on. Like I'm not saying you have to put them in the middle of a war, but there's enough international conflict that, especially if you're traveling. It could have happened. Yeah. Add add a little bit of drama that actually affects the, the main character, not just her trying to fix Elliot's life. And especially because like, Every all the other characters are POC except for Elliot and possibly your MC. So it's like the fact that like you're just choosing to um to focus on the white male like cisgender love interest who it could have been much more interesting to kind of focus on characters who aren't white and male. Um like it would have been a, I think just a lot more interesting in general. Is Marissa a per, uh, per, uh, person of color? Um, she's from Brazil, I believe. So I would assume so. Oh yeah, so. you're right. Yes, you're right. Forgot she. Was, that's how much. That's how little I remember the book. I forgot she was from Brazil. I just remember because I was like, "Oh, that's so exciting! We're to go to Brazil." And they're like, "What if we just spent time <laughs> with Elliot?" And I'm like, "As someone who's romancing Elliot, why?" Yeah, we're we're. Uh... We're blogging our international trip, but we're going to stay in Europe and deal with Elliot's crap. 
Yeah, I was like, if I was a reader, like, or like a watcher, like, I would not want to do that. I would not care. I'd be like, cool, now go somewhere else. Yeah, like, all the stuff that they're showing, I'm like, people know all this stuff. Like, you're not going anywhere that people haven't seen tons of times by, from other bloggers. They're like, what if you went to the, uh, the what was it, House of Versailles and you wore fancy dresses? And I was like, I'm pretty sure people yeah. have done that before. Yeah, been there, done that, seen it. <laughs> Why don't you do what 20 other bloggers have already done? Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, it just feels like they just like, it's very much superficial. Of like, what would be interesting to some people? Oh, this? Okay, that's going to be the diamond scene. And that's going to be like the thing that you're going to try and do. So uh, the next one, uh, Love Hacks. Okay, so this is the one where I think I might fight you a little bit on this one being as mad as the others. And I understand, I, I like, I fundamentally understand why I think it, like, it would be different for the both of us, um, which is love interests. But Love Hacks is such a good slice of life book that it's just, it's very much of its time, though. Because it's very much of the BuzzFeed time. And so, like, playing it, like, years later, it feels so cringy. But, like, I kind of love the fact that, like, it's just such, like, like it's just a time capsule. And it's just, like, you can tell, like, also PB was just starting at that time. And it just, like, feels like, it just, like, gives me a little bit of warmth when I read it. To me, it's not even that I think it's meh. Like, it's definitely middle of the road for me. But... I just feel I, I think it's forgettable like I like right now uh, like they have over 100 books released now and you know anytime you have a discussion nobody nobody really mentions love hacks which is what I was going for with with the overall discussion today books that nobody really mentions and why I remember that when we, like I remember when those questions were going around that everybody was answering about choices it was like the quote to you with your opinion um, a bunch of people were mentioning love hacks. So that was like the only time I've, I think I've seen it mentioned on the timeline was that because people were like, oh my God, how did I forget? Like best friend group or main character I most like. And it's like <laughs> very I, much like, how yeah, did I forget like... love hacks? Which is exactly what I'm saying. How did I forget? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people like it, but yeah, it's just, it's forgettable. And I think it's just because there's like no stakes in it. It's like, yeah, it's... it's just, it's just a regular life, but like sometimes it's kind of nice. I forget who I was talking to, but somebody I was talking to, and we agreed that it was the freshman light. Yeah. I where everything that. just happens around the MC. Nothing really happens to the MC. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It, it, it very much feels, and especially because, like, you play as everybody in, like, their points of view. Like, you can tell that, like, it very, like, they were just trying to put MC into these weird situations that, like, she would not be in. And personally, I, I thought the love interests were weak in the book. I love Ben so much. <laughs> ben is honestly, I think, like, when those quote tweets are coming around, like, Ben is, I think, the person that, like, I would most likely feel, my, like, could see myself ending up with, like, as a person. Because he's very much just, like, down to earth. He's very normal versus, like, a magic user or something like that. Like, he's just, he's just a normal person. Yeah, out of the three, I thought Ben was the best route. 
Mark but bothers me so much. <laughs> I would have preferred having like Cole as a love interest or Serena. See, to me, I think Cole was very fun as like not as like a like a love interest. He didn't interest me in that way. I can I can understand that. Like I feel like and I mean I say that I feel like if we actually had him as a love interest, he probably would annoy me. But I think it was just probably. because I enjoyed the little bit we got of him. Yeah. But I think if we got more of him, it would have been annoying. So I can I can understand that. And I I love Serena as a character, and I th- I think she would have been amazing chipping away at that as a love interest. That would have been fun. I didn't like. I think her romance plot was probably the least of my favorite, or like my least favorite, compared to like everyone else. Maybe Brooke. Maybe Brooke might be the least, my least favorite, but. I'd say one of the two of them. I mean, overall, like the the cast in general, like I don't know. I just there wasn't a lot that I I was able to cling on to and enjoy overall about it. I think it also doesn't help that like I, I will say that like the the one female love interest. If you want to spend time with her, you have to pay for it. Basically, yeah. Like, She's like literally her career is locked behind a paywall, which isn't helpful. <laughs> but like, and then like for me, like I had two male love interests, and like, um, as annoying as Mark is, I always end up romancing him because I feel bad, and like I had more options, which like I think helps for me at least to enjoy the book more. Yeah, I mean, with Mark, his whole thing is, I mean, he's he's your university friend, but. I, I, I like the idea of when you see the stories with the one guy who's just pining for you and the girl just doesn't like him. Yeah. I always just feel bad. I always take the boat scene and then he's like, I had a crush on you. And I've spent an entire book getting to know this man. And I just, every time I'm like, I want to hit no, but I feel bad. And so I just hit that like, okay, I'm somewhat interested in you. And then they're like tight. They're like, all right, romance him. And I go, no, thank you. Yeah, like the uh, what his storyline. I think they did better with with Jaime and wishful thinking after watching Cats play through where she romanced Jaime. Oh yeah, he's so much better. The they, like, the one that got away, he's thousand times better. Yeah, I I feel like they took Mark's storyline and made it better with with Jaime. It felt like he also. I think one of the main things for me, at least with Jaime, was like he had a character outside of just liking MC. Yeah. Like Mark's character was literally just, I didn't get with this one I girl, have, and now I have I'm a horrible. Be... I have a horrible girlfriend, and I'm in love with my college friend. Yeah. That's... Like there are so many other things. Yeah, and then Leah, her whole thing was just her, her, her sister, and the and the career. There's nothing else really to her. Yeah. Ben was the one character I think who got like a fleshed out storyline of the love. Yeah, which is weird since I don't think he's the, he was the chosen love interest for the book. I'm pretty I feel like Mark's the chosen love interest for the book. Oh, Mark is for sure. And Ben and Ben but Ben got the best story. Which I won't complain about. No, it, it works for Ben fans. <laughs> 
I do, I will say my, one of my favorite scenes, I think, in the entire book is, it, it is, I think, a paid scene. It's, you're playing as Mark, and Mark is like, um, they have like that foosball championship that they do every year, and um, I forgot who, it was Cole was supposed to play with him, and Cole's like, oh, I can't, why don't you play with uh, with Ben? And it's after MC's, like, dating both of them, essentially. And, like, they're both just, like, posturing. And it's just very funny. Because it's so just, like, like, it's so stupid. And then they eventually, like, they both realize that they're, like, they're, like, oh, we're actually super similar. Like, Which this is what men would do. <laughs> yeah. And they're, like, all right, now we're going to start a comic book app. Wait. And I was, like. What is happening? We, we both like the same woman, but we also have the same interests. So we should be friends, but we like the same woman. It's just, it's so funny to me. I, I look forward to that scene every time. And I'm like, if I have to date Mark, like this is the one consolation is this one scene. <laughs> so is it a, is it a Mark scene? I don't really remember the scene. It does sound strangely it's a familiar, but it's okay. I probably haven't seen it then. I think it's a diamond I might've scene. seen it on um, YouTube. Yeah, it's um, it's in a chapter where you're playing as Mark, and it's in book two, I believe, because it's at this point that like MC's dating, you can you can be dating both of them. Or just like officially dating both. It's like you can be interested in both. It's like you know, at okay. the end of book one, you basically can tell characters like, "Hey, I'm interested in you," or "No, I'm not interested in you." Yeah. Um that was like it's like post that scene so like at this point like um they both know like they can both know that you're interested in them or mark can just be upset because like ben's the one who got mc i don't know what happens if um mc isn't dating either of them okay so you said you were interested in both yeah every time i i get to the mark part i feel bad if i don't say i'm interested in mark so i I won't choose you in the end but I'll, i'll throw you a bone for now yeah, especially because, like, I know that I, I, like, I just, I, it's every time I play it, I always say yes, and then I always regret it, because I just don't want to spend time with Mark. Yeah, like, looking through Mark, Mark reminded me a lot of Chris of the Freshman. Yes. It, it just seems forced. What they're trying to do with the romance is forced. Yeah, and I feel like Chris at least had, like, a character arc in a lot of ways. Mark was literally one. just, like... <laughs> at the end of book one if you if you don't romance chris it's over for him they do nothing else with him if you choose not to romance him well, he does there's have no like other the... go ahead he does have the presidency that's like the one yeah, spot he gets but even that it's it, it's not really anything different than the other characters get like like it's Everybody still crazy that he conflict. they do nothing with him, and you know James James gets a potential new romance. Uh, Caitlin gets a potential new romance. With him, it's just like you're president and a football player. That's it. If if we don't if they don't romance you, you get nothing. Yeah, that is fair. I have I every time I played the freshman, I always like I'm like I'm gonna romance Chris. I'm gonna do it one time, and then I get to the first scene where like with like Becca. And then I go, like, um, when, like, Becca and him are starting to date, and I go, you know what? I think this is another Zig playthrough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I've never actually tried romancing Chris. I have tried James, and I always switch to Caitlyn before the end of book one. See, 
so the the original reason so when i originally started playing choices which is years ago um i was originally romancing james because i'm a huge english nerd like it was a good choice for me and then Ziga introduced and like I had already kind of started losing interest in James but I felt bad cheating so I just stopped playing and now I'm like <laughs> oh heck I should have just stayed single and or just taken the cheating route but at that point I felt bad and I felt like I had to stay with my original love interest so I just I just quit I just stopped playing yeah I, I never I never do the cheating thing with with Zig even though at that point I was ready to end it with Caitlin anyways yeah. And then the first time I played through, I went to the end of book two and then realized that I lost out on a on a Becca scene because I was still with Caitlin. Oh. And then I was like, and then I just replayed book two and then broke up with Caitlin and all went all in with Becca after that for the rest of the series. Yeah, I I just think they, they introduced the better love interest later, as we've talked about that like Becca and Zick are like god tier love interests. I mean, which is realistic. It's yeah. realistic that you're gonna meet people while you go through university. It's not realistic that you're just gonna meet. You're, you're just gonna hang out with four people or five people your entire university. Half of which are your are your four your years of university. Well, they're all your roommates the first year, and then you Besides lose. James. Oh yeah, James. And James, you only run into because you're you're the only reason you meet James is because your father lost his job. Yeah. If your father doesn't lose his job, you don't meet James. It's a domino effect. But yeah, it's it's realistic that you're gonna get to know other people throughout throughout your four four years, and you're gonna like even Nathan in book three. I don't understand why anybody romances him, but I was gonna. I, I've, I've told you this before. I was gonna do it, and then I, I finished the book, and I went, "Oh, never mind." I don't understand how anybody could meet him and say that. The like, first time I read the junior, I'm like, this guy's always the villain. Like, See, I was blinded. <laughs> At that point, also, I think when I was reading the books, I hadn't encountered a love interest in choices that was a villain. And so in my mind, I'm like, they would never do that. And then, and then they, they started did. doing that more. And I was like, yeah, oh. me and uh, me and Fishty talk. Uh, I did a I did a recording with Fishty last night, and we talked about Nathan and how. That's I think that's the only one we could think of that and actually ends up being a villain. Prince Barlow is also one from Across the Void. Oh yeah, I don't really remember. I don't I don't remember too much about Across the Void. You can uh, flirt with him, and then he ends up being the villain. I remember that part. So is he a love interest, or is he just like Poppy, who you can just flirt with? And I think it's more you can just flirt with. But like also Nathan's one that you can just kind of flirt with. So, like, it depends on, like, your, like, definition of a love interest, I guess, of whether you would say that they count as one. So you can't start a relationship with Nathan? I don't if you're think single so. I think, you, I think you can just flirt with him, and then I think you can, like, sleep with him once, if I remember correctly. So I thought I when I looked it up, he was listed as a love interest for the freshman. I think he like I think he is a love interest. I just don't think you can like I think past the junior, I don't think you see him again. Oh no, because he gets arrested at the end. Yeah, so I think that like no matter what, like he's not gonna be one that like you can like get married to or like have like the no, he, conflicts with. Like I feel like he's the 
if you, if you go with him, then you're finishing the series single because I don't think you have an opportunity to go with anybody in, in the senior. No, I don't believe you do. I'm pretty sure if you're not with somebody by, if you're not with somebody by, I think even if you're single, if you're single going into the junior, I don't, I think you end the series single because I don't think I you can so. hook up with, I don't think you can start a relationship with anybody in the junior either. Yeah, I think the, I think the one person that you like you can just hook up with is besides Nathan is Teddy, at that point. And I feel bad about Teddy because he's all like wanting Zach. Oh, see, I don't really see that. I think for me, I just um, I always think about. If you, uh, I think about him and Zeg. So, like for me, I always think about like, oh, he's into Zeg. But didn't they play off that he was into Zach in in book four of the freshman? Or am I just misremembering? I could that? be wrong. I haven't played book four in a while. I get sad when I play book four. I usually just replay like the road trip one, and then that's it. Well, book four is the road trip, isn't it? No, the. I, Oh, you're right. I'm thinking, no, which one do I play? I play book three. Not the road trip one. I don't play this for it because I always want to play yeah. the, because that's when you get to get together with Rissig. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the. No, so you're not with Becca in book three. You don't get with Becca until the sophomore. Yeah. I was getting confused because I was thinking of, um, I thought you were meaning like the senior. And I was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's why I'm confused. Now I'm on the same page, though. Yeah, so when do you get with Becca? Becca must be book it, one of the sophomore. I was like, I know it's the sophomore at some point. Because if you're like single, if you're single in that summer book, which is freshman book four, then you can hook up with her in the last chapter. Because you can tell I her believe- to meet up with you. You could tell her to meet up with you at the festival. Okay, which you tell her it, anyways, but I believe it is the, the, the first book of the sophomore because I if I remember correctly, the scene also takes place in winter and book one takes place in the winter. Or it like ends with the winter time. Right, because you're you're cold on the porch and Zach tells you that he already knows that you and Becca are hooking up. Yeah, I remember watching the scene. Cause he says it's obvious. Because it's it's obvious that he tells you that it's obvious that you have feelings for Becca. Yeah. I love how we were talking about love hacks and then we're like, mm, <laughs> let's talk about the freshman instead. A lot better. Well, it's like I said, how love hacks is like freshman light. It just naturally yeah. leads to... <laughs> and I, I think one of the things with love hacks for me is that it it, get, it gets overshadowed by the freshman because they released that about the same time. Yeah. At least with the later I... freshman books. And it, I think it just got, it, it got overshadowed by the freshman. I will say I really would love for them to do another um, slice of life book because I like as much as I do like like having stakes. I also like a book that just is like hang out with your friends and go do this and like here's some references that are very topical and won't make sense in a couple years. Like I like those sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just release a book that take the take aspects of other books, but just make it a low-impact book that you can just enjoy. Yeah. 
That's what I was hoping for for uh, the royal finale, but we all know that that's not what I got. I, I'm I'm re- I'm ready for it to be done. Done. I'm two chapters behind now. It, yeah, it's... I'm just every Wednesday I play I, I play Queen Bee now, and I'm like, should I play? I'll play the royal finale later. And now I'm like two or three chapters behind. It's it's certainly something. It's certainly something. I, as you know, I also had an issue with some of the writing in it, uh, so I that put a like kind of a bad taste in the finale for me. But it, it's it's one of those things where it's like as much as I love the royal series, um, it definitely needs to die. I think they utmost love. I still feel like for the role here, they should have just aged here and made it the series about her being in like Liam's role. And you play from like, as if you were playing Liam as the main character. Yeah. I think the one issue with that is there was just so many variables to that because then it becomes, well, did the main character and um, their love interest have another child? Um, Did everybody else end up with somebody else? Like there's like so many variables in that, that like it becomes harder to, I think, I don't want to say program for, but like kind of anticipate. But you're already, I mean, it's not like they're giving, like whoever you want romance, it's not like they're giving the people another, somebody else anyways. Everybody's single. Everybody who doesn't, you don't choose is single. I was hoping we were going to get something like the freshman where we got to set all our friends up this book because I feel bad that everybody's still single. And it's probably the one book that I would have. I would have paid like gems. Like I didn't set up James with anyway, but I did set up uh, Caitlin with her with her bandmate in the freshman. I was like, I would very much like to be able to set up the royal romance crew with people because I think they deserve to be happy, and I would like to note that they're happy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to end with, I mean, we're what four, maybe four, four or five chapters away from the book being done, like the series being done. And yeah. Liam's a king who has no queen. <laughs> My MC has too much power for being someone who literally married a commoner. Like, she has too much power. She's from America. Her husband's also from America, essentially. Half American. And they're in charge of raising the heir? I don't think so. It's so stupid. Yeah, I say that with the most love. Hannah, yes, she has some Cardonian blood, but she's not really a Cardonian. It it doesn't make sense. The only one that it literally makes sense for it would be Maxwell, and even then, he's not even the one who's actually going to become the Duke. Yeah, it just it it really it stopped making. I I enjoy some parts of it, but it stopped making sense when you if you choose not marry Liam. Yeah. They spent an entire three books telling us how much Drake hates royalty. And then Liam goes, do you want your kid to be the heir? And Drake goes, yeah, be an honor. I'm like, this is not this character. Yeah, like he... Exactly, like he spent the entire first series saying how he didn't want to... He didn't like royalty. I was like, what if I completely changed my character? I still get angry about it. It's one of the most frustrating things. And every time I always try and pick the options that are like, I don't think we should do this. And every time Liam's the one, or not Liam, Drake's the one going, no, I think this would be a good choice. And I'm like, this is not you. 
Yeah, this isn't who I married. You're changed. <laughs> you need marriage counseling. Oh my god. Alright, so next up, Hot Couture. Or what I like to call the Forgotten VIP book. It really feels that way. Because <laughs> no... everybody talks about all the VIP books. They're like, this is so good, this is so good. And then like nobody ever talks about Hot Couture. Yeah, like so many times people are like, I didn't love this match, but it was you know, there was parts of it that was really good. Or people and then people are you know the same with the other ones. And like as bad as Wolf Bride is, people talk about it at least. It has people talking about it. Nobody's gonna forget Wolf Bride. Whether <laughs> whether you love it or absolutely hate it. Wolf Bride, it's like witness. Most people hate it, but it's never gonna be a forgotten book. Because yeah. people are always gonna remember what same with my first two loves. As much as as much as I didn't enjoy it, we had a lot of good conversations in our group chat with, with Amber, Jerry, me, and you and Emma about my two first loves. Yeah. With, with where we thought the book was going to go, even though we knew it was never going to go in any of those directions. But it drove a lot of good conversation. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I couldn't stand the book, but I loved the, the daily conversations we had about it. That was really fun when it was a daily book because it was just like every day I'd just open the app and go, all right, what whores await me? It was yeah, never read, good. Read the app and then go on Twitter to talk about it with you guys. I enjoyed those days. It's like, like how how fast can you read this chapter? Get it in one minute. And there literally were times, I still remember that the, time, like, the description at the bottom was like three minutes and I was like, what three minutes you you and mason go through go 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 fly airplane tap 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 done even if you read it it was like still like one of those things where it's like there was nothing of substance in there yeah like sometimes you look at like you read blades and it's like a 14 minute chapter i'm like you lie this is actually going to be 30 minutes but i'm happily I did like I did blades on on Twitch and the first one I did I was like oh you know I'll do two or three chapters each each stream the first one I did I did it was two hours long I did two chapters like yeah I'm not doing more than a chapter at a time from now on this is too much I love blades blades is my favorite book I can't wait for a sequel they better not mess up the sequel I I think because this is such a passion project for Andrew I feel like they won't yeah, I feel like they took the time. They took enough time to really build it. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. It, it, in no way is it rushed. Yeah. And they know how much people love the first book. So I don't think they're going to risk the prestige that the book, the first book gives them. Especially when this was like kind of the crux of a lot of their, like when people were complaining about sequel stuff, they were like, well, Blaze is getting a book too. Yeah. And look at Anyways, that. We, we went away from Hot Couture. Already. <laughs> We're proving our point on Hot Couture. <laughs> One of the things I was thinking about for Hot Couture is I think the hookups would have worked really well here. I the think flings? if they Yeah, like like from like uh Laws of Attraction. Yes, that versus was like, one of my points as well. The three love interests, while I did like I romanced both the two male ones, um, 
like they were sweet but they very much like it just felt weird like i feel like it would have been really cool to have like hookups with like models or like designers or like um hazel for you guys like she should have at least been a hookup yeah hazel was barely a love interest like they they list her as a love interest but it doesn't go anywhere with her you get to what kiss her once i think yeah like it was it hazel was so disappointing because she was a great character and then they just give you nothing with her. But yeah, I absolutely, I, that was one of my points as well for how to make the book better. Give us fling, if they used the fling mechanic that they used in Laws of Attraction in, in that book, it could have made the book so much better. Yeah. I think one of the other big things that I have an issue with in Hakator is it feels like it relies very heavily on tropes. Like, it's, like, the evil ex, and, like, the, like, um, like, you're the one good person, and, like, everything just feels like it's very much just, like, tropes, and, like, I wish that they had, like, tried to make it at least a little bit original, because, like, it could have been really good. Yeah, like, they took little bits of other things, like, the Devil Wears Prada. They took little bits of everything and just tried to make a book about it. And I don't really, I don't think they really understood the fashion industry when they were writing it. Yeah. They just took little bits of other media and said, oh, well, you know, it, it worked in that movie. Let's try to do it here. And it just never comes together. And they like, they put like hints of interesting things. Like they talk about in the final fashion show for the MC, like about like how she tries to include body diversity um and i think like that would have been a really cool aspect to like investigate or like look at and be like well what does that look like like they could have had more plus size models or plus size characters they could have had characters in wheelchairs or um characters with like like i know there's a model who has down syndrome like it like they could have had more exploration of that aspect versus yeah. just being like make us like make a collection oh no bad person like there were so many interesting things that kind of hinted towards and then went, mm, we're not going to do anything with it though. Yeah. And the villain was so unrealistic. It was like, so cartoony. You pull that off in real life, you're probably being blacklisted. No matter who you are. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't, none of it came together to form a coherent book. Yeah, I definitely agree. And another thing that really frustrated me about the book is that I tried replaying it at one point. Um, and they lock the um, good, good like the preppy, whatever it was, the two sides of fashion. You have to pay for it both times, which I think is really frustrating because it's like, if you want to replay it to see what the other side looks like, you have to pay again for it. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, like I don't, I didn't really, I didn't like this book enough the first time I played it. Why am I gonna, why would I want to spend more diamonds on it? I really wanted to like it the first time. And both female love interests are weak. Hazel's barely a love interest, and Lux just isn't that interesting. Yeah, they really kind of shafted that one because she could have been really interesting because she was the one character who like wasn't really in the fashion world but still was there. They yeah. could have made that so interesting, and then they're like, mm, "We're just gonna give you one chapter where you get to give her a makeover, and that's it." Yeah. Also, why does she need a, a makeover? She looked fine before. Yeah. Oh, but, no, somebody said that she's wearing orange. But if they had used flings in that book, it could have given you time to chip away at 
at Hazel. And I mean, I, honestly, I don't know much about the two male love interests. I've only played it once, and I tried romance Hazel the one time I played. Um, Marco was definitely a slow burn. Um, like he's very much like a we can't do this. We're like we're professionals, and then you like very like kind of like Gabe but faster. Uh, and then uh, um, Travis was pretty quick. I think um, he was very sweet. He's just a little himbo. Um, he he does not have a thought in his head. I love him. He I just wish he was in a better book because he, he like I wish I could have spent more time with him or like actually know him like in a way that would have been interesting versus just being like he's a little stupid have fun yeah but yeah they definitely the book definitely could have been made better with better love interests and add to flings because the flings would have given them the time to make marco and hazel slow burns same way they did with gabe except gabe's just from I never romance gay, but from what I hear from you and V and Lucas, it just sounds like he's just really annoying. I was gonna lose it on this man. I like I I definitely don't hate it as like as much as V and Lucas seem to, but like, goddamn, that man was just like, mm, what if I just made everything in life frustrating? And I was like, I still remember the camping chapter. And I was like, guys, I finally got an almost kiss. And you guys were like, oh, we actually made out. Cool. Yeah, there, there's definitely little pieces in Hot Couture. But they just, they never put the pieces together properly for a good, a good book. And I remember Hot Couture was the first one I was most interested in. Because I, um, before I joined the Twitter fandom, um, I remember, like, part of the reason I joined Choices was, like, because I saw it trending on Tumblr again. Um, and somebody was talking about Hot Couture because they had VIP access. I remember seeing all the art for it, and I was so interested because it looks so pretty. And they're, like, and so I was so excited to read it. And then I read it, and it was such a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it feels like it was written by somebody. Like, it was definitely written by people who don't really understand the fashion industry. Not that I understand the fashion industry, but... But, like, you also can admit that. Yeah, I can admit that I would never write a book <laughs> that's about the fashion industry because I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, next one. Rising Tide. I'm gonna go on a rant for a second about Rising Tides. Um, take, go ahead, go for it. That's what um, for. Because the thing is, I think Rising Tide, as an, as a, like, I love the idea of PB partnering and like making books like that. I think it's such an interesting idea. My problem with it is that they try and make it seem like it, like the small differences we make add up, which like they do, but the large majority of climate change has been created by like 10 companies. Like I think it's like 90% has been done by like three companies or uh, by 10 companies. And so like, as much as I think it's like interesting to include this, the fact that they like kind of made it like, you should do these small differences. And then also you can just, if you just protest, you'll get to get rid of these cartoonish villains. Like it just felt so easy. And it was so frustrating. Cause I was like, it's not, it's like, it, it's not the small people who are doing this. It's the big people. And the one big person we go against, you protest against them once and they go, you know what? You're right. Here you go. I'm going to fix my ways. Like, 
it, it was so frustrating because it was such an interesting concept and such a cool thing that they were doing. And I was like, you could have pulled this off so well. And then they just didn't. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm really open. Like I'm into environmentalism. I'm vegan. And I was really excited when they announced a partnership. Yeah. And then I read the book <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't right at all. Like number one, if that, if that happened in real life, environmental groups would be in that in that town so fast yeah like it wouldn't I mean, be the mc and sister acting like the mc and sister are doing it all on their all, all on their own like the whole book they act like it's it's just it's us against the world that's not how it would work environmental groups would be in that town so fast it, it was it just like felt very much like a we need plot devices and it, they could have done it so much more interesting and in so much better ways and they just were like mm, no we're just gonna focus on these small things yeah and and like you said the villain the villain's so cartoony and unreal unrealistic like oh let's put dead fish in our car let's let's graf- graf- graffiti their house that's not what a huge corporation is gonna do <laughs> they're gonna go after them and like lawsuits and stuff i was like that would have been yeah. much more interesting to see we're like you know what Defamation lawsuit. I will say the one positive of Rising Tides, it, oh, two technically, actually three, um, is I loved the love interests and I loved Charlie. I think they were fantastic characters. Yes, there, there's definitely, Sorry. I definitely agree. Both love interests were good and Charlie's one of the better siblings in the app. Yeah, but beyond that, God damn, that book frustrated me. Yeah, like I, I follow a lot of environmental stuff and I was just so, I was so excited for it because it was like, you know, this is stuff that I follow, this is stuff that I support. I love that they're doing, doing a partnership with, with an environmental group and then it's just like, no, this isn't how, like it's just not, it's not based in reality at all. It's also super hilarious to me because, like, a lot of the stuff goes against, like, things that they've done in their books before. Like, um, one of the scenes where, like, you get to rescue the penguins, they, um, like, straight up say, like, they're like, oh, you shouldn't touch wild animals or you shouldn't bring them as pets. And I'm like, PB, what are you doing? You're literally, that's, like, half of what you do with your characters is all they do is just touch wild animals. Yeah, like, the... When you go to the, when you go see the pandas in in one of the, the rural romance books, book two, I believe. Yeah, and if you if you decide not to take it, and then they're like, "Yeah, you you shouldn't interact with pandas, anyways." Oh, but you would have let me if I paid you. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's oh, okay. You shouldn't interact. You shouldn't uh, you shouldn't interact like that with the pandas, anyways. Be like, okay. So then, why are you letting us? You make it realistic because I'm cheap. I was like, oh, it, there's just so many things though about Rising Tides where I was like, there's hints of things that could have been good or could have been useful to people, but then it just like feels like there's just no follow-up to it or it's just they just make everything really cartoonish that it doesn't feel yeah. like it could be real or could happen. It just feels like it's just random I, people or like... I did real. like I did like the start of the conflict that you have with your with your, I think he's a childhood best friend yeah i think they they could have went more into that because 
I mean, he raises a good point. Like, yes, I care about the environment, but also I want a career. And nothing right now. I have no proof that this company is evil. Even and then eventually he he quotes quote unquote stumbles across the, the a piece of paper because the company just leaves evidence of their wrongdoing just laying around for an intern to find. God forbid an intern finds it. <laughs> He says, like, oh, this was just laying on the floor. I found it. I know the company's evil now. Like, what? It would have been such an interesting concept of, like, because that's, like, a huge thing. Like, like take Chick-fil-A for for an option or Hobby Lobby. It's how far are you willing to go for your views? Do you feel like you can do that? Or do you feel like your $1 doesn't make a difference? Or do you feel like working in a system like that doesn't make a difference? Like, those are, like... Like, there are people who feel fine going to Chick-fil-A and there's people who are like, no, that goes against my morals. And I think it would have been really interesting to see, like, more of that exploration of, like, okay, what at what point does it go against my morals enough that I'm not okay with it beyond just finding a random piece of evidence? Because I think Cassidy kind of had, like, the start of it. But Cassidy, again, became kind of, like, that, like, cartoon version of, like, oh, no, like, I need to do what's right. Like, well, yeah, like what what is right? What, where's the line for you? Like, I watch uh, Sorted Food on YouTube, and I love their channel, but they just did a partnership with Nestle, and I can't support Nestle. They're a horrible company that mistreats so many people, and they they feel like water's not a right to people. Like, people don't have a right to water, and they, they use slave labor. They've... In Africa, they... They pushed, instead of breastfeeding for African women, they pushed for their formula. And there's just so much bad in that company. And Sorted Food was all like, well, we're, you know, we're, we're helping, um, you know, they're, it's their sustainability stuff. But like, they don't care about sustainability. They, they're jumping on a bandwagon because that type of, it's starting to make a profit because more people are focused on that. But they're not changing anything else in their organization and you talk about how you want to, you know, you want to see some changes in the food industry, but then you're partnering with a company like Nestle. And I'm like, I, I, I can't watch you guys anymore if you're going to partner with companies like that. Yeah. Like, you can say you don't support them, but you'll take money from them. Like, it just doesn't work for me. Like, my line is, I'm not going to watch something that's partner with a company like Nestle. And I think that, like, that makes sense. And, like you have like your your own limit and then somebody else may be in a completely different limit and like that's so much more interesting i think than like like what we get in rising tides like yeah it's like like, it's it's just like oh it's bad so i'm gonna stop doing it yeah they don't really highlight what the limited for limit for the characters are like the limit for the mc is there's dead fish in my water yeah same with charlie but there's they don't show what the limit of, like the limit for the, what's the lawyer's name again? Cassidy, I think. Cass, uh, I so think the limit for Cassidy is that I'm not, I'm falling for the MC, not that the company's evil. And it's like, he, like Cassidy says at one point, they're like, oh well, like because they they you meet them when they're doing an environmental thing, and you're like, hey, this doesn't go with what you're saying you're into, and they're like, well, like I have to like take care of my family, um, and it's like. I think that would have been so much more interesting to spend time with 
than like just making it seem like Cassidy's kind of a bad person for putting their family first. Like it's yeah, like, like it's they're... not a bad thing to put your family first, but yeah, you know, actually show where that line is, where it gets to the point where, yes, I want to support my family, but you know, I can't jeopardize who I am anymore. Yeah. Especially because Cassidy makes it so important at the first time that you meet them that, like, like environmentalism is super important to them. And then, like, the next time you meet them, they're working for the big bad. And you're like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, but at that point, you're not... I mean, a lot of people don't know how evil Nestle is. Because yeah. they don't... They choose not to look at the stuff. Like, And and honestly, if, if it wasn't for my wife, I probably wouldn't know. Like, a lot of the things I know is because my wife educates me and then I choose to, to look into it more yeah like the, the reason I'm vegan is because of my wife she when she was in university she went to she went to a, a farm and it disgusted her and she came home and decided she was vegan and then I switched a few weeks later to support her and I actually it made me feel better health wise that I just kept I stayed vegan my initial plan was just to support her for a month because I didn't care about that stuff. And I, and now it's more than just health. It's animal rights and everything. As I'm getting more educated in the stuff, I support more things about veganism. But at first it was just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for a month to support my wife and then go back and eat the meat. Yeah. Better than my dad. My dad became a vegetarian because of that. Did he stay? Oh, he's still a vegetarian going on no. like 30 years, I think, now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the reason you do it is it's as good as, it, as any. It's just, you know, why do you stay it? Like, I, I stay vegan because right now it's, I eat way too much junk food to make veganism about health. I, I, there's, there's way too much vegan junk food. It's only going to become more. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why the, uh, the line in, have you played Lavina's right in, in Love Struck? I have not. Yeah, so there's a line where she's vegan, but she eats she eats so much junk food. I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, uh, hey, I'm reading this while I'm eating Sniggle Snicker or not Snickers. Snickers is not vegan. <laughs> Skittles, which are accidentally vegan. But I, I'm I'm throwing pans full of Skittles in my mouth. I'm like, yep, yeah, all the junk food. I won't I, <laughs> I won't hurt animals, but does it, it's not going to stop me from eating junk food. All right, so last up on the discussion for today, Foreign Affairs, which really thinking about it, it's not really a forgotten book, but I still wanted to talk about it because it's a mess. They still have pins in the store for Foreign Affairs, I believe. Yes, <laughs> limited time limited time <laughs> pins. That are still available. Okay, so Foreign Affairs was the one I've, like, I made notes for all of these that I have like little bullet points of like things of like, remember this. Foreign affairs, there's two things that I that are made for it. One, I made an outline of how I would make the book. And two, I, I just I think there's just a whole thing with the book that like is a trap that a lot of choices books are going into. And so the trap that I think a lot of choices books get into is that they start out that the book is interesting. It has an interesting premise. We've been teased on it. We're getting excited for it. It first like I was so excited for this book. Yeah. The first like four for what I chapters, thought it was gonna be. <laughs> It's like the three, like first, like three to five chapters. 
interesting because of their world building you're meeting the love interest they usually have equal time at this point like we're like we're we're having a good time i have a problem with meeting the love interest what was that i I have a problem with meeting the love interest is it that blaine got a a cg and nobody else did no it's not even that because i don't even really care about the other two love interests okay (laughs) it's that in no world do i believe that the mc would not know who blaine is that's fair. I will give you that. Blaine, they should have known who Blaine is. I, there's no way that your mom's, you're not going to know the family of your country's rival. Yeah, I will give you that. It just, that makes no sense to me that you don't know who Blaine is. Especially where they're like, Blaine's like all over, the, supposed to be all over the tabloids and everything and world news. There's no way. You're just meeting Blaine. You're, maybe, maybe, and I don't even, I don't even believe you haven't met these people before, because you would have attended events with your mom. Yeah. You're telling me everybody in this school that you're, that are supposed to be people that you're forming an alliance with, you don't, you haven't met any of them ever. Like, none of that makes sense. Exactly, I agree completely. But um one of the issues that I have at least with the like the way that the plot goes is that the like first three to five chapters mostly interesting um and then they go through like this dip in the middle and it's usually about like 10 chapters of dip where it's like it's just not interesting it's like it starts going on to cliches it starts getting frustrating usually you can tell exactly who the favorite love interest is and you can like the book starts to make less sense with it and then the last like three chapters get super interesting and you get super excited and you're like oh maybe a sequel will be so interesting to explore these concepts and they're like well there was no interest in the middle so we're actually going to cut it off and to me like that's like i think what foreign affairs kind of suffered from a lot was like those last like three or four chapters i got super interested i was like really excited i was looking forward to it like i was so excited to read it but like that middle part was just like so boring and that's the problem with a lot of choices books like me and Fishy were talking about it with Lovestruck. We're getting to the point in Lovestruck which where they're going to have to add something or the middle part of the book. Same with Love of Attraction or Love of, Law of Attraction. <laughs> um, like the middle part of that book was so boring. Yeah. And it's the, the beginning's good, the ending's good, and then the middle part just drags. Like just most of their books, like I know they want to have 16 chapters, 18 chapters. I don't feel like their books need to be that long. You cut four or five chapters and you have a solid book all the way through. Or they focus on like the weirdest stuff and you're like, this isn't the thing that's interesting to me. Like, I'm much more interested in X, but you're focusing on Y. Like, why would we do that? And the sex scandal is not a sex scandal. Oh, it's- I've said it so many times, but I don't even think they were skinny dipping. If I remember right. I think you have to pay diamonds to make them skinny dip. If not, they're just there. Yeah. Like, it starts off, you get that teaser at the, in the first chapter, like, oh, it's a sex scandal. I'm like, oh, where is it? Where is, it? Where is this going to go? And then there, it's them swimming. Okay, so I have my outline for a better book. I'm going to propose this to you as, like, a, a, my own pitch of the, it's foreign affairs, but it's just going to be focused a little differently. Okay. So we're going to divide this book up into three parts so the the first part is going to be pre-scandal the first part is focusing on establishing the world 
And so the best person to establish the world with is going to be the teacher, going to be the teacher's assistant who's going to help you kind of navigate like this new school, navigate all this stuff. We're focusing on Anya on this part. So is the We're teacher's basically... assistant the, the MC or you're, you're still the MC? You're still the MC. Okay. I'm keeping basically everything the same, just like different focuses. Okay. Um, but like Anya would be the focus. I'm like, well, there's going to be focus. Every single section would have a different focused love interest. There's still going to be scenes with everybody else. It's just they're going to be like, instead of like every single chapter, it's going to be a scene with Blaine and then a scene with Tatum or Anya. It's going to be a scene with, for the first part, Anya, and then a scene with Blaine or Tatum. Um, and then the next section would be switched to another one. So we're pre-scandal. We're setting up the world. We're setting up everything. There's little hints of like the scandal that are going to start coming in, but it's not there yet. The second part is the scandal. I'm with you. The scandal that we have is stupid. Um, if we're going to make it a sex scandal, make it a full-blown sex scandal. But I don't think they can do that because it's like, then it becomes a whole thing of what are the legalities of that, which is like a whole other thing. So I think that like, it should just be one of those things where it's like, is the MC as the first daughter cozying up to the first child of another nature? Yeah, it doesn't or, have to be a sex scandal. It could just be a scandal. And like, just like putting those hints, because the second s- section would be the scandal focusing on that. And so it's like, spend, we spend so much time with Blaine that like, they don't have to make it a sex scandal. It could be like, oh, they're working together in school. They're working together nicely. Like they're making a project about the conflict. And what was that? MC said that like, she understood the other side that's treason like those things like it could have been like so much more and like make that scandal a lot more like it doesn't need to be a sex scandal so that's the second part obviously focuses on blaine because we're spending the most time with blaine in that part we we, like we're gonna set that up the problem with making a sex scandal is in order to make it a sex scandal you have to make it something illegal i think because otherwise it's just two consenting people It's yeah, it's two consenting people. It's like, because they don't even I, lean into the fact that it's with the rival country's first child. Because they, they don't they nobody knows who you're with. And it, it, sometimes it's not. Yeah, it could be Anya or Tatum. So it's just oh my god, the first child's having sex. And Which isn't that like, the first child's people, swimming. It's like why do people care? They're an adult. Like why do people care? But anyways, um, yes. so that's the second part. Second part, we have the scandal where um, it's going to end with the scandal like being happening, probably end with a press conference. The third part is the fallout. And so I think one of the main things, there's like a couple things with the fallout. First of all, this is where we should get more of um, MC kind of having stakes in the story. This is where we should start to be able to like pick, is MC interested in going to politics? Or are they interested more in going into something else? Are they going to write a tell-all book at the end? Like, what what are they going to do with this? Um, and then, obviously, the last love interest we have is Tatum. And one of the things that pisses me off so much is I think the press would eat up a story of two childhood best friends who were like best friends forever and they were separated because one of them went to go protect their country then came back by pure happens of fate they were paired up together and they would have like the press would have ate that up i was like the fake dating should have been with tatum like i will hold fast to that like tatum made the most sense 
like the press would have eaten it up. They would not, they would have been like, oh, this is like the perfect story of Ardonian like love. Um, Cause one is the president's daughter or president's child. And one of them is um, protecting the country. Like they would have ate that up and they're, and so they're like, no, Tatum's also bad. Um, so I think they should focus more on Tatum, have the fake dating with him. Also, he's there to protect MC from the violence that happens if she's, or if they still get attacked. But that's like the, I would say the fallout section is going to be focusing on Tatum, focusing on that fallout. Um, and then I think the end, we should have had more options, more outcomes of like MC going into politics, MC going into something that isn't politics, MC just not knowing what she wants to do, like more of that. Yeah. So I love your concept. Uh, it's very similar to what I would have suggested as well. My A few changes that I would have put, I would have totally remove the mother's election yes i think that takes away too much of the book of i would have made the mc non-royalty just attending school to try to become a diplomat for a country and because then i think you can make the scandal of 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 royal falling in love with a non-royal which They have, I mean, you get it in the role here of your romance, Liam, but nobody cares. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that, that would be a, that would be big news if, if if a king decides to marry somebody from America, and the the role the royal romance doesn't treat it like the conflict like the conflict that it would cause in the country. Like, imagine imagine uh, Prince William deciding to marry an American instead of Meghan. Not Megan. Well, like Harry. Which one did? Which one did? Yeah, so yeah Harry. Harry would. Yeah. Harry, Harry married an American, and like beyond, there's a lot of other things that have happened with it. But like the amount of like mistreatment that um, Megan has received yeah. from the press. Like, like I saw, I saw. I don't know if it was a meme or it was probably a BuzzFeed article actually that showed how they treated Kate, and in the same story of how they treated Megan. And, like, I think one of them was, like, they're really, like, a positive article about Kate eating avocados and how they're good for you. And then a negative article about Megan eating our avocados and how avocados are bad for pregnant women. They hate that woman no matter what she does. Yeah. And then and then, and Harry, Harry decides to leave England because, you know, I'm going to support my wife. And they're like, oh, she, now Harry's a traitor. Like, there's no winning for Harry and Kate. Or, geez, I can't get them right. Harry and William. No. Harry and Meghan. <laughs> yes, thank you. I got you. That would be a scandal, Harry and William. That would be a very big scandal. <laughs> it just, like, it felt like, I think that would have been a lot more interesting, like what you were saying, that, like, it, there are so many things they could have explored. Yeah. Because they then you can you, you can do the same thing. Like the first, like you said, the first act is MC, who's not any not no relation to royalty at all, learning the world from the teacher's aid. The second one is the scandal of dealing with the fallout of falling for a royal. And then, I mean, and you could still have Tatum because maybe the Tatum is the bodyguard, the bodyguard of the royal the royal you fall for because then you could still have the three same love interests whether yeah. you fall with the ta you fall for the royal 
or you and then you, you fall for the bodyguard of the royal. Because or if you get in the royal, he can he could be placed like he could start as the bodyguard for Blaine, and then Blaine assigns him assigns Tatum to be in your bodyguard once you're dating. Yeah, or he could even be a bodyguard for the school. So I know they yeah. mentioned that like they have like security there. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so you can go that route as well, and that way you could still keep Tatum. But I, I just think the storyline would have worked so much better because then you can explain why you don't know who Blaine is. It makes a lot more sense in that way than the way that they put it. Because I just I don't think it's believable that you don't know any who any of these people are. Like you've never met any of all these people know who each other are, but you don't know any who any of these people are. None of that so makes why sense. Why are you why are you the one person allowed to do that? Yeah. Everybody else knows each other, have history with each other, and you have no history with any of these people. For a mother who's been president of their country for at least a term. I don't know if they say how long. I don't remember, but, to be completely honest. But they, they make it seem like it's been a while because he talks, I'm pretty sure the MC talks about one point where the mother misses one of the birthdays because she's on a diplomatic mission. Yeah. It just, so, it, and it felt very much like there was no stakes. And like, I know for me, I didn't like the mom. Like, she was kind of awful. And so I was like, why would I want to please a woman who's, like, not great? I, I think she's, it's very much like the mom from, um, why, why am I blanking on it? The Fault in Our Stars book. Uh, the, 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 with Every Heartbeat. Yes, with Every, thank you, with Every Heartbeat, where... The mother's so focused on working, and then as you go out the book, depending on the choices you make, you can slowly form a little bit. I mean, they never go in depth because they never go in depth with any of the parents in any of the books. But you you could form a little bit of a better relationship with them depending on your choices. Like you can, like in with every heartbeat, you can choose to ask your mom to, um, you know, cry on your mom's shoulder rather than just leave and say, "I'll find my own way home." Yeah, and you get some of that in not as much in foreign affairs, but you do get a you do get to build a little bit on it later on. But I know for me, I don't think I picked any of them because I just kept being like, I was like, why is she trying to control her adult child? Yeah, and I think that would benefit from having it so that the MC is not royalty; they're just yeah. somebody that's at the school to become a diplomat. I'm with you on that one. And and make it so it's not just a university for for royals. Like that made no sense. Like just make it a university. <laughs> royals they attend universities all the time. They definitely felt like they were trying to create nostalgia for like or like not create but like kind of like use similar books that people enjoyed like the freshman and trying to use like similar concepts here. I'm like the freshman worked because of what it was that it was just like very much just a slice of life book. Yeah. Low stakes. Just enjoy it. It was low stakes and you just enjoy reading it, but it's not what, and I think like the way they were promoting foreign affairs as they were like getting ready to release it, it just, it set up such a good premise and then didn't deliver at all. 
Yeah. I definitely would agree with that. And I feel like the people who love it and defend it are just people who love the love interests, which they're not bad love interests. I just, Anya and Tatum, you don't get enough of. And they make you decide so early which one you want to do the scandal with. And I was like, I don't know these love interests well enough to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and if you choose Anya or Tatum, you still don't get a lot of scenes with them after that. Okay, also, I, I will never forgive them for hinting towards Tate and, or not Tate, Tatum and um, Blaine having some, like, jealousy between them. Then they never do anything with it. And I was like, I want to see something. Like, they, like, have, like, them posturing in, like, the hallway at one point, And, like, Tatum's like, they can't protect you. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to see some jealousy. And they drop it. Yeah, like... If you have, like, if you have it, and like the way I said, like, without being a royal, and Tatum's assigned to protect you, have have a moment where you fail to where Tatum fails to protect you, and then gets in a fight with Blaine about it. Yeah. This is why one of us needs somebody in our group needs to win the lottery so we can create our own app. I mean, I'll take it if someone wants to. Just give me very lucky days. I will definitely take a win in the lottery. Yeah, if I ever win the lottery, I'm 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 hiring people. I'm hiring on you guys. We're gonna write books together, and create an app. Because most time we come up with better things that or things that seem more interesting than what we end up getting. I would definitely agree with a lot of that. But yeah, like what, what we just came up with would have been a much better book and actually what I expected when we were going to get it. And I, I should have known my my thoughts on it were were too high on what it was going to be. Always going with low expectations, then you're always surprised and you get excited when they're they're met. I did go in on low expectations on Blades. I didn't think they were going to do a good job with it. Because I remember my hope for Across the Void and how disappointed I was. So Blades, I went really low expectations and loved it. That's and like... I'm, go- I'm going in with low inspe- expectations on Crams and Tasha. That's, I think, why, like, for example, I enjoy Shipwrecked so much. Is like, I was like, it's not going to be a great book. Like, I'm just going to go in, I'll enjoy it, whatever. And then, like, I've been playing it, and I've enjoyed it so much. I I really love what we've gotten from Shipwrecked so far. I'm just worried about the next few chapters. They need to add something, because it can't just be two people stuck on an island for much longer. Well, based on the end of last week's chapter... um it seems like we're about to meet more people. Um, yeah, like... Because they, they discovered the, those, like, huts and stuff, which, as of now, is the chapter that's out today. Yeah. Um, the, like, the new one. I'm like, and they have to I go back and find out what that knife actually was, because I don't think the knife had anything to do with the smugglers. Yeah, they said that it didn't. So I'm really interested. I think we're going to end up meeting some people. I think not great people, so it's going to be fun. Um, yeah. Which is, it's giving me a lot of... Um, I've only read, like, one full root of it on Love Struck, but Castaways, that they have like people there on that island as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've only well, I've played two routes now because I finished the pirates route. <laughs> Does Joaquin only because I kept getting route? challenges? <laughs> Does he even count as a route though? He got it's like an extended seasons. short. Yeah, I he's the only route I finished, and he you didn't like it. You, did you try any of the other routes? I have tried so hard to read TKs multiple times, and I have hated every time I've read we're it. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to record a pod on Love Struck. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be our next one. Love Struck. <laughs> I have like a list because I have I think what I think like twenty mail routes left that I have to read, um, and every single castaway route besides Joaquin is on there, and I'm not looking forward to. I just also. Usually, I just don't like the book in a lot of ways. Um, I love Serena's like, route. Serena was a good route. I, I think I also just may have not because I've start, like before I started like actually kind of sitting down and trying to read books. I was just kind of jumping around based on challenges, and so like I've started I think all of the routes, um, and like I'd say Clyde and Logan are the two I'm most interested in. Um, so like I am going to read them eventually. It's just a matter of actually reading them. I just, every time I always get challenges for TK and I go, I'm going to do it. And then I try and read TK and I go, this man is the most frustrating man to ever exist. Speaking of someone who usually romances the frustrating characters. Yeah. I do like how they're going back with new MCs. Yeah. Um, I loved Rory's first route with new MC. And, and Tari's was so good. And. Um, Nova, I'm mixed on, because I actually liked all of Nova's route with the original MC, and I just don't think I just don't find the alien MC has the same chemistry with Nova as what they have, what they did with Jessa. That's fair. I think for me, Nova's route was good, but it wasn't great because it was so just like it was just very short, and it like felt like something that they definitely could have put more time into, and they just didn't. Who's that? Um, Nav. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things I keep seeing is that a lot of people keep saying that, like, Nova's route hasn't been want- making them want a route with Nova. It's been making them want roots with the other characters on The Promise. I could see that. Um, just, I, I really liked Nova with the original MC, and I'm not I'm not crazy about Nova with the alien MC yet. I don't know. Maybe it'll get there, but I'm not sold on how they've done season one so far. Not in the same way that, um, because Rory's first route, I loved it, but as I read more books, I I like it less and less. Yeah. Um, because Rory was the first route I, I I played through in Lovestruck. And then I was like, oh, I love this. But then I played uh, I played Helena, and I played Nova, and I played Jessa, and I played Yvette and Xena. And it's just every book I read, pretty much the first first stories released, they're never as good as the later, later ones. Oh, 100%. Like, for uh, for Sin With Me, I'm having such a hard time reading Renza's route. I had the like, same thing with. I'm making uh, it through slowly, but like, 
like Nahara, I love, and I played through Yvette's route really quickly. Like I started late and I caught up before the final, before the final season was ready to release. Yeah, I had the same issue with um, Malachi's. Malachi's first, like his route kind of bored me. Um, and I got really frustrated with it a lot of the time. But like Cal is one of my favorite routes on the app. Like he is so, like it's so well written and it builds the lore so well. And it's like reading Cal's first has been a disservice to like, I've even tried, like I've read Darius's and like Darius's while it was interesting. Like it definitely was not as interesting to me as Cal's. Yeah. Like, that They definitely learn, like they take, they take what they did wrong in earlier seasons and they improve on it in the, in the later routes. Yeah. I have the same thing with Queen of Thieves. Nikolai kind of, he, cause we, because he kind of has spanned everybody's seasons, he does have like the benefit of like having learned, but like Remy's initial season versus like uh, Nikolai's is like, they're so different. And I like that. Like, I love Nikolai so much, but like yeah. I, his is so much better. I think the, the only book that doesn't fall into that is uh, Rain and Passions for me. Cause yes, I like Zena as the best, but I also love Amira's route, and I, I love Prima's route. And Amira, I believe, was the first route. Yes, her and Sebastian, I believe, are the yeah. two initial ones. But I, I like. I don't dislike her. Like I didn't lose how much I lo- I loved her route by reading the other routes. I can't yeah. say the same about by, about other books like Mackenzie's route. I didn't care for. But I love Vanessa's rope. And I'm the same way with Diego versus Antonio. Yeah, and JD JD's route was okay. It was better than Max. Max's route went too long. That yeah, that's I think a problem with a lot of Haven Falls that it's like it, it, the series are just so long. Um that like it just like it's like, all right, we got we got the point. We got the point. Yeah, like Lovestruck has a problem with they either the route goes too long or it's not long enough. There, not many routes just have a perfect run. Yeah. I think the uh, the character I always... There's actually two characters I use, which is Saris and Nikolai. Those are the two that I believe had the perfect amount of seasons where it felt like it had enough that like they didn't need to give it another season. I felt like it was complete, but it also didn't feel rushed in the end. Like It just felt perfect ending. Yeah, like Amara is Serena has a perfect route where it does it doesn't drag like it just it's the perfect length five seasons I wish um, they'd learn their lessons and give more characters five seasons rather than four because four feels way too short and I, I feel like Nahira with this season being the last season I, I know a lot of people are upset about it but I don't know of a lot but I've seen some people upset that it's the final season but I'm okay with it being the final season because I think if they go more because with how the last season ended and introducing, you know, really introducing the f- getting ready for the conflict with the final, with the main villain of the series, I feel like it's the perfect time to end that conflict because after that, it just drags. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. But like, they, like, sometimes it is good to end at like a good stopping point. Yeah, but then you have. Galen, who I don't, I think he needs one more season, and it would have been a perfect day. one. Right, I'm so sorry. Day. Um, yeah, they absolutely they definitely, correct me when I do that. 
<laughs> they definitely need at least a fifth season. I think, um, have you read the most recent update? Yes, I'm up to date on it. I'm fully up to date on it. Okay, so the, spoiler alert for anybody who's listening, um, they finally find, the whole idea of Galen's route is that they're looking for a treasure. And it's finally been revealed that the treasure is a door to the world that MC's parents are from, or at least her mom is from. And one of the things is they go to that world in Sebastian's route and they spend a good, like almost a season there. And I think they could have spent time there for, in this route for Galen. So Galen can kind of see someone else's home and then also see their home. Cause I think that was one of the big things that they kind of keep hinting towards is that Galen's been running away from their home and that like they haven't had the chance to like go back and like they haven't seen their parents. So like, it's one of those things where like, we could have had at least one more season and like it would have been perfect but like especially because I think that we're probably going to end up with some kind of like marriage or marriage type thing because every reigning passions book so far has ended in a marriage or a marriage type thing and I'm like I definitely could see them trying to push it pull it off and I'm like I don't think Gatlin's at the point where I feel like they would do it it's so frustrating because I'm like I wanted one more season yeah, one more season for them would have been perfect. Because um, it's you, you, you give them the final conflict and then the the happy ending. Yeah. And instead, like I know we're rushing towards an end because like there's still a bunch of conflict and we have three chapters left. Yeah, three chapters and they have way too much conflict that seems unresolved. I'm like, I even like. Just even the little thing of, like, they've been hinting towards Hazel and Mako getting together the entire book. And I'm like, if I don't get to see that, I will be upset. Because they've been hinting towards the two of them getting together, and I want them to get together. Yes. Actually see Hazel be happy with somebody. Yeah. And who better than just a a shark? You think they'll ever do a Hazel route? I think that they definitely were planning on it. And then I think that people were just like, no, Hazel gives off too much friend energy. Yes. I feel like she's not going to get it. Because I like was looking into like Raining Passions at one point, And they like, I looked at the survey that they gave. And Hazel was, yeah, there was a survey options. and Hazel was an option. And I'm like, I just could, like, I know I also am not inclined to romance women. But like, I was like, I just, Hazel gives off too much friend vibes to me. Yeah, the the only route that I would want right now for it is I want a rule route. <laughs> really? I never would have guessed. <laughs> but two routes I definitely want rule and Ripley. Yeah. I'm hoping that they're not done the sin with me after this because like I know for me like Shadow, like I like he's so interesting as a character. And, like, I would love to spend more time with him. Um, and then I've also uh, said Gideon before that I think Gideon would be such an interesting route for Raining Passions from a lore perspective. I mean, I joked about it, but after we discussed, like, Pax would, have, Pax would be a good a good route for somebody, like, like to have a romantic route with somebody who, who can't speak would actually be interesting after we talked about it. I'd said it as a joke, but when you want to say you know introduce sign language into it the one thing i think with pax that would make me a little bit nervous is pax definitely feels like almost childlike and to me that's like personally why i don't think i could romance him 
Um, but like, I would love to still see packs like if they ever did a Gideon route, like included a lot, like very heavily in that route. So they still had the aspects of because like we were talking about like the like having a character's learn sign language and like kind of having those roadblocks that are there. And because Gideon in a way is Pax's father, like it could have been really interesting in that regard. Yeah. I felt like I, I felt the same. I like I thought all two was going to be childish and I actually loved, really love liking the route. That's one of the ones I have like a I have my list of like um, female roots whenever I start reading them. Um, like which ones I want to start with and like I know Altia is one of the ones I want to start with because I just like reading passion not reading passions um Love and Legends was such a, a good book and like the the, like, the August all, <laughs> he's the exception um it like it they just build on each other so well yeah I mean out of the two female routes Helene is definitely the better route I, so, so one of the things is I've learned for myself is I have to start with the roots I know I'm not going to enjoy as much because then I'm going to spend the entire time comparing them to the roots that I've enjoyed. Yeah, that's it's... definitely one of the problems I had with, with LT's route is I compared it as reading. I did love it, but I, you're comparing it to Helena, especially because she's like the antagonist in the, in the early seasons before the queen comes back. And that was one of the many, I have many problems with August route, but that was one of the other problems I had with this route is that Elaine was the, the general that you fight in that one. And I was like, no, he's not bad. He's just misunderstood. Yeah. And I liked what they do with Elaine in, uh, in Helena's route. Yeah. And I like what they, and on the flip side, I like what they do with Helena in, um, what you call it, in Elaine's route. The like, I, I just, it's so sad. Yeah, like they, they both get the the redemption arc in, in, in each other's route. Yeah. Like I don't know about the, the male routes, but like Helena gets a redemption arc sort of in LT's route as well. Um Elaine only gets a redemption, I think, somewhat in Saris's route. Every other route, he's just kind of like a mindless dog. Okay. Which yeah. in a way is interesting. What about Helena? Does, does she get redemption in any of the male routes? I believe she does. I think she usually does. And usually what happens is that like, she just like kind of is left to kind of like go do her own thing. Um, I know the one that she gets like the most explicit, like redemption is Saris as well. Yeah. Cause d- does she murder his entire race in his route? No, the, um, the witch queen is the one that's in charge of that. Um, but a spoiler for Saris, um, it actually turns out that not everybody is dead. Um, there's a whole thing with that, but like the book ends with like you kind of finding out that there was actually like a hidden like camp of demons, so he finally yeah. gets to find a home, and yeah. it's very sweet. In, I did cry. In Helena's route, she kills everybody but him. Yeah, he's literally he's, the only one left, yeah, and part of it is one. him, him making her write the history of the demons from what she knows. Yeah, she she helps him in Saris's route, um, kind of figure out his own um, because they uh, they write it that she was the reason she knows the language is because they tortured an a demon elder into teaching her, and then the witch queen had her had her kill the elder and then massacre all the demons. 
that is not <laughs> that what happens in Sarah's is where they give him, and then, I think they give her a little bit more benefit of the doubt. Yeah, uh, he walks up and speaks speaks the language to her, and she replies, and he's like, "How do you know my language?" And she explains everything, and he's like, "You you will never speak the language again." And she's like, "Okay." And then later on in the book, he he like once they realize like, she's actually on their side, and they're getting like not really forgiving, but working with her he he agrees to he, he like he basically says i'd like you to speak the language of me because i don't want to forget it yeah that's a big part of uh Sarah's root is that he teaches it's like a, supposed to be a give and take where mc teaches him like modern slang and then she, he teaches her demon language in return and it's very like it's very sweet it's yeah. ugh, i love that route so much it's yeah so i just good. i love helena because she's just she's so damaged her entire route because of what the witch queen's done to her it's probably the same with with Alan. Yeah, they 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 hint a lot towards um in the screenshots I've seen from Lovestruck from you guys that I think a lot of the trauma that the two of them have experienced are very similar traumas. Yeah, because like the chapter where they're in Chicago, I don't know about the other routes, but like she loses her memory when they're in Chicago. She doesn't know who they are. The only one, the only one who I think loses their memory is Rainer. Okay. His yeah. Chicago, but other than that, yeah, because Helena Lute, she doesn't remember who she is at all. Um, until until she gets her memories back when they kiss in Chicago. No. And then there's a whole yeah. thing where she like the early part of the Chicago season. She's been drawing in a notepad, um, and it turns out like she's drawing port like not portraits or like pictures that like the eyes of the MC the entire time. And she's like, I, I, I didn't understand why I was so attached to you till, till she got her memories back. Oh, I like that. But the MC thought that she was doing other stuff and the entire time she was drawing like the MC's face and eyes, but didn't know why because she didn't remember anything. She couldn't, she couldn't understand why she was so attached to the MC. That's really sweet. I like that. Helena's road is amazing. It's so emotional helping her get past her her trauma i wish one of the problems i had with Aline's third is that it was so short that he got like so few seasons compared to everyone else and he really didn't and get he was, a he was what half five yeah i think it was five yeah and like, i was i got so frustrated with it yeah. helena's probably one of the ones with a longer a longer route that i didn't think it got any point where it was dragging yeah like even the last season, last season just a honeymoon season, which I loved because it was just them being happy. I, I wish they did it with more routes, where they just let a final chapter where they just got to be happy. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Again, I wish they would have used that for Ever After Academy. Like Nova, not Nova, Nora. I love her route, but it's missing a season. Same thing with Ezra. Like I, I feel like a final season with them traveling the the storybook world. It would have been nice. It would have been nice to see, like, because you spend so much time in the real world to like actually see the storybook world would have been really cool. Yeah, because it's like the opposite of you having you them having to help you get used to the new world, and you could still have a little bit, a little bit of conflict because they're like Ezra. I haven't read his route, but I'm zooming. 
he goes back to the world a world where you know people see him as a villain yeah and, he, he's, and he's not a villain anymore a lot of it is about him redeeming his name when like he didn't he just like pretended that he did something wrong when he really didn't do anything wrong yeah so i mean a final season where he's going back and gets to redeem himself in his own world i will just spend time with the friends because I loved like they had a huge thing. It's like about the, the power of three, um, and so the power of three for Ezra was um, himself, Mouse, who's an assassin from Three Blind Mice, and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, I wish we could have spent more time with them because like Ezra betrays their trust in like the last season, and he has to regain their trust in, in that last season. And I wish we could have spent more time with them. Like now that the trust was back. And that that actually does sound interesting, but yeah, like I don't, I don't understand the four seasons and out for Ever After Academy. I'm very curious to see because, like, um, I feel like Lavinia has a lot of interest in her, and so it'll be interesting to see if she falls into the still the four seasons like everybody else has, or if they decide to give her more seasons. It wouldn't surprise me if she gets more than four. Aaron's has disappointed me. I I haven't enjoyed Aaron's route as much as uh, I haven't enjoyed their route as much as I've enjoyed others that's unfortunate because I know other people have been very like it, the people were excited to read their route but and I mean it might help. just it might be just because it's releasing at the same time as Lavinia's and that's fair. <laughs> her route is so good I don't have much of I'm reading Abel's. Abel's is interesting, but it's not great. I'm I'm not very into it. I haven't started Abel's yet. I'm I'm almost done season three for Lucas. I thought you finished Lucas a while ago. No, I got to season three and then I just started playing other stuff. Oh. <laughs> for some reason I thought you finished Lucas and I was like, because there's one day I was gonna ask you about something that happened. Um I haven't read it either. I was like I was going to ask you if it was interesting, but I guess that's my answer. It's not a bad route. It's just, I don't really like the brother MC overall. I, I, I don't think he's as interesting as the female MC. Uh, Which is yeah, so I, funny because I think the for um, Immortal Heart Society, it's like the general consensus for most people is it's the opposite, that the male MC is a lot more interesting than the female MC. I, I don't know. I... I I love Atlanta's right. People just really hate cash. That's one of the big things. People just hate cash. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot a lot of love for him from what I've seen. As you could probably guess, I like his root because <laughs> it's just a mean person versus nice person kind of just grumpy. I'm excited for Ross this week. I'm excited I get Ross yeah, like, tomorrow. I, uh, I like Atlanta's right because it's I like the conflict of I like the conflict that they were a couple before the series started. Yeah. And the MC the MC got ghosted. Yeah. I like that they don't erase that history no matter what because every book I've read from that series which I've read the I've read Amelia and Cash both of them like specifically mentioned like Alana and him like they are Alana and female MC were dating at one point and in Amelia's route it's very that like they're kind of rekindling something. 
Yeah, like I, I find like in the like the female MC in Ever After, like it always seems like Lucas and Trace has something. Yeah. But I just I don't care for Trace as a, as a main character. Well, I call him Trace. I don't know if his name's actual Trace. I chose Trace. Love Struck doesn't give us a give us a name like or even as like a base name like most books do. So yeah, I call mine David because I usually use my name for characters, and David was the name my parents were going to use if I was a guy. So I just use David. Yeah, mine was always Eric, Eric or Erica. So <laughs> that was my name was either Eric or Erica, depending on what what I was born. Makes it easy, no matter what, it was going to be one of the similar things. But I do have to get going. Uh, it was great talking. We'll definitely have to do one where we talk more about Lovestruck. It'll be interesting because I don't think we've read any of the same books. No, so we can... (laughs) We can definitely talk about our favorite routes and learn stuff about the other routes. <laughs> but thanks for joining me i'll uh we'll oh, definitely we'll definitely me. do it again yes uh you're you're you're, uh, you're our first podcast to hit 20 20 listeners so I congratulations special. <laughs> you're our most you're, you're you're our most played uh episode at 20 i think you're at 22 now oh 22 let's yeah. get come on fam let's get it higher I have I have high goals. I want to get that triple digits. I would love to see triple digits. Just out of nowhere, it goes from twenty two to one hundred and three. You're like, where coming from? Yeah, I, I'm excited about twenty two. Most of the episodes <laughs> have eight or nine. I'm glad to be the twenty two. Yes, there. Every everything else is. Uh, well, one of Fishy's is at thirteen, so it's like twenty two, and then Fishy has a thirteen, and then everybody else is eight or nine. I just, I guess I'm just that special. So, I have, we, I, me and Jerry definitely have eight or nine dedicated listeners, and then a few that listen depending on who, who's on. They said, Ari, you know what? He's the one. Uh, but definitely thank you for joining me, and we will do it again. Thank you for having me. All right. Talk to you later, Ari. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Ari for joining us for a great talk. You can follow Ari on Twitter at ChoicesOOF. Be sure to go give her a follow. She has some great insight and discussion into choices in other visual novel apps. You can also follow us at Jerry and Eric one We thank you for joining us today, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.